0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Bantam Roundtable Podcast. This is your host Ben Cohen. And I'm Bob Seska. And I'm Justin Rosario. The Bantam Roundtable Podcast is brought to you by the Bantam Newsletter. We rely on our generous subscribers to keep going, so please support us by signing up for a Bantam membership today. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 70 of the Banter Roundtable podcast. I am here with Bob and Justin and we have an almighty show for you today. Some absolutely enormous news. Uh, We have obviously the firing of Tucker Carlson. We have uh, Trump is on trial for rape. This is uh, just every every normal week in Republican politics. And uh, (laughs) Republicans ignoring their own children over trans issues. We have our both side segment. And then uh, we're going into the emergency meeting later. We're going to be analyzing Tucker Carlson's statement to the world, uh, a very strange video he released. We're going to be doing a deep dive on that. So stay, uh, all of our lovely bands members, please stick around for that. Uh, First of all, uh, gentlemen, how are you this morning? We're recording on a Friday.
1: Uh, Great. It's raining, but it's lovely. It's a lovely week. I still see
0: sunshine in rainbows.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I... What a stunning week, right? This was a really... I mean, yeah. I've been around this game for a long time now. And uh, you don't have weeks like this. These Weeks like this don't happen too often. When you get somebody like Tucker Carlson getting axed from... I mean, is this as big as Bill O'Reilly leaving Fox News?
1: I think it's bigger. Yeah, I feel O'Reilly was bad, but he he didn't whip up hate nearly as much as uh, Tucker Carlson did.
2: Yeah, he whipped up a lot of hate, but Tucker Carlson's uh, hate whipping, so to speak, is uh, more insidious, I think, because Tucker was engaged in some form of psychological warfare against his audience, some sort of psychological manipulation. Like you do a lot of this. Like weird, almost subliminal confirmation uh, or affirmation of his audience's biases, where he'd constantly be going, You know, this to be true because it is and things like that. Like, no, That's a good it's, impression, Bob. That's yeah, funny. even if it's completely untrue, even though he's making it up, he's like, You believe these things to be true, therefore they are true. It's the immutable law of the universe for these things to be true. And so that's kind of this, I don't know what you would even call it, a psyop, so to speak. It's almost like he's brainwashing his audience by throwing in these little things confirming their awfulness.
1: Yeah, he didn't just lie to them. He told them that it was okay to believe the lies, yes. why it was okay to believe the lies. Thank you.
0: Yes. Yeah, I mean, the, the lead up to the events were, were shocking, right? I mean, apparently Tucker walked in on Monday. He had no idea he was going to get fired. Right. He he had a broadcast on Friday. Very cheery. You know, I think he was having pizza with some guy. I don't know who he got on um, someone to convince his audience that the deep state was plotting to, you know, trans your kids and et cetera, et cetera. But I, <laughs> I I forget who he had on his show. But anyway, he was in very good spirits on Friday. Uh <laughs> about about the, the, the upcoming week and the weekend. And then um he gets fired. And it was brutal. He got fired. It was like 10 minutes and they put he got fired, and they put a public statement out 10 minutes later, so they prepped for this. Yeah, they
1: didn't give like, him any chance to respond. They were like, nope.
0: Yeah, they're getting out in front of it. According to the Rolling Stone, um, Rolling Stone spoke to a, n- a number of people at Fox News organization, and they have an OPPO uh, file on him. They have all, they have all uh, a lot of dirt on Tucker Carlson that they will release should he go after the network. Right, so... I thought this was just a, 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 a an absolutely hilarious case of a bully, of a real bully being bullied by someone bigger than himself, right? And and Tucker Carlson, he knows that he can't go to war with Fox News because they will, they will fuck him over badly. Like, it won't be funny what they'll do to him um, because the entire network is filled with psychopaths and uh, power-hungry megalomaniacs. Like, the, Fox News is an evil place uh and tucker carlson thought he was bigger than the network this is i think the the real thing here was that carlson he genuinely seemed to think that he was bigger than than fox news and fox news let him know you're not bro you're not you're really not you're another paid employee and you can go um and everyone's saying oh well fox is screwed about tucker carlson yeah the ratings really, are gonna
1: that's what they really aren't
0: <laughs> they're not they're not if you can afford 787 billion dollars to pay off a, a to to give to settle a, a lawsuit, you can survive the end of Tucker Carlson, right? I'm sorry, like I I just I'm just not buying this idea that that Fox is in in deep trouble. They'll find some other, um, you know, race baiting. I mean, I, who knows whether they're going to go in the same direction? I don't know. I think that r- remains to be seen. But but if they decide I, you, to, they'll just find another monster.
2: Yeah. Yes. I mean, the the thing that made me panic yesterday is uh David uh David Ferguson on my show said. The two words that made my spine shiver, Jesse Waters. Imagine (laughs) Jesse Waters at that eight o'clock time slot. I mean, talk about an empty suit. He was even more of an empty suit than Tucker was.
0: But not as, not as, but Bob, as you were saying earlier, right? There's, there's something about Tucker Carlson about how insidious and manipulative and evil this guy is. And Jesse Waters is kind of like he's just he's like a dude, bro. You know, like Mm -hmm. he's not smart like Tucker Carlson. He doesn't have, you know, uh, I liken Tucker Carlson to Oswald Mosley, the fascist, in the British fascist in the 1930s, um, of, of weirdly similar kind of similar kind of backgrounds, uh, very, very educated, very well-spoken, but um, deeply tapped into the sort of white nationalist, ethno, ethno-nationalist, fascistic elements of society. Very, very um, spooky guy. And that's why I think Tucker Carlson is. Tucker Carlson is like... He's a real evil bastard that guy like he really is. Um and I don't I think they're going to have a hard time finding someone as as sort of uh Machiavellian as um <laughs> as, as Tucker Carlson if if that makes well, sense. Well, they
1: may not want another one of those because he started becoming a problem because he started thinking he was bigger than uh than the, like you said he started thinking he was bigger than the network and he brought down a whole lot of rain and uh pain on them. So they may be looking to avoid that. They want someone to do the message without letting it get so much into their head. Like Sean Mm. Hannity can deliver that message without Sean Hannity deciding, you know, it's like I'm bigger than Fox, so it doesn't matter what I do. Fox will just clean up my mess. Sean Hannity has been pretty reliable that way for quite some time.
0: Yeah, he's also not very interesting. Tucker Carlson is not like, you know, I hate to say it, but I I think Tucker Carlson would be a highly entertaining sort of uh, dinner uh, dinner dates, you know what I mean? Like right. you can imagine him being kind of an interesting. I, I, you know, listen, I, I, I can't really go into too many details about who this is, but I, I do know people who know him um, and who've worked with him on in in television. Uh, and this was years ago, before he did all this sort of weird ethno nationalist bullshit. But um, they said he was a very interesting, engaging, seemingly likable person. Uh, you know, well, all the um, best
1: serial killers are
0: yeah 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 exactly right it's like Russell Brand's whole thing like you know Tucker Colson was beautiful to me so he's a good person it's like yeah just because he's a nice person to you (laughs) doesn't mean he's a good person
2: right um yeah the other thing I wanted to add is that uh he he came to that Fox News job with so much um I don't know what you would call it experience he had that serious kind of Intellectual conservative thing going on Where he was kind Mm. of chasing William F. Buckley That kind of vibe And so he comes into this Fox News show With that as the framework of his public personality And Mm. then you add all of this awfulness This white supremacy The replacement theory The weird psychological aspect of how he performs These are all things that uh, combined I think uh, are considerably bad and which are going to be difficult to match. I mean, you're going to have to find someone else. You want to have the same Tucker Carlson vibe to that eight o'clock hour. You're going to have to find someone who's coming to that job with a similar level of, uh, of weight. And I'm not saying necessarily that Tucker Carlson has a lot of weight, but in comparison to someone like Jesse waters, who's just wafer thin as far as his uh, experience goes. I mean, he basically waters went from being, Bill O'Reilly's intern to a panelist on the five. I mean, it was kind of a, an amazing career path for Jesse waters. He has Mm -hmm. no particular experience or acumen when it comes to politics or journalism. He's just like, he was the guy who Bill O'Reilly would send out to harass high school principals or to make fun of homeless people in union station. And then from there he became the, uh, you know the 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 guy on the five, or and he has his own show. I think Water is it Water's World is the yeah. name of the show. God ha
1: ha, ha. Get it, Water World. I know. So yeah, clever. and for the longest time,
2: by the way, they had the punctuation wrong on it too. Gosh, you they it just said Water's World without an apostrophe at the end, but it would have to have an apostrophe at the end, which they've added since. But that's just me being a grammar Nazi.
0: Well, it's fair, I mean, that's a fairly glaring error for a major news network, right? <laughs> yeah, I, mean. I would say so. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean.
1: Well, facts, language, grammar. I mean, come on, elitist, right? You. That's so, you're such a snob.
0: God. Yeah, posture is there for elitists. Um No, but I, you know, I don't fear Jesse Waters or whatever his name is. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't fear the guy at all. Like, not like I have not seen anything from him that I, I listened to an hour of Tucker Carlson and I, I feel like I've been mind fucked. Right? <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's one of the. It, I was watching some doofus on Joe Rogan the other day, right? I get in my, my feed pops up. I can't remember who this guy was. And this guy was talking about how actually, you know, uh, Tucker Carlson, um, you know, the reason why he was fired was because of like, he spoke out against the war in Ukraine and, yeah, right. uh, he was telling the truth and like, you know, all these people are saying he's a liar, but they haven't listened to his show. And actually what he was saying was right. And, and, uh, you know, he was talking about the whole um, Hunter Biden thing. You know, the media in the deep state basically uh, conspire to suppress that story. And there's a whole sort of narrative these guys have, right? The, that that Tucker Carlson has fed them. It's the sort of this weird logic that that exists in these alt spheres of, of influence. That um, you know, up is down, left is right, etc. Black, um, you know, and Hunter Biden, the Hunter Biden story was as Equal importance as you know, Trump killing half a million Americans, via his ineptitude. Uh, you, you know what I mean? So, so but I was listening to this guy speaking and thinking, "Wow, like that, that's how." And this guy wasn't—he wasn't notably stupid. He wasn't like an idiot. So, you think there are some, there are some reasonably intelligent people who believe what Tucker Carlson is saying, right? You, I think you have to be illiter, media illiterate or, or news illiterate. Um, to buy into what he's saying. Um, But there's like a logic that Tucker Carlson uses, right? This this weird logic, like Bob, like you were saying, where he's like, you believe it to be true, so therefore it is true, right? That the Hunter Biden story was suppressed. You know this to be true, therefore it is true. Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, that story was um, originally, like it was flagged on social media because the, the authors of the story itself thought it was bullshit. I forget who wrote who who did the story. Was it was at the New York Post.
1: Originally, yeah. 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 And they were the, the original, the original guy for that I said, get my name off of this.
0: Yeah, get the name off of it. <laughs> like everybody was freaking out about it because they thought it was bullshit, right? It looked like a classic Russian disinformation story plant. Um, so anyway, but like I just don't see any of these other people um having that. Like you know, Jesse Waters, he's just a bro. Like he's just a dude. You know, he he's not. I don't think anyone really takes him seriously. He's not going to have the GOP quaking, and no Republican is going to be terrified of Jesse Waters. Right? Like, n- 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 do you know what I mean? But Tucker Carlson had the entire GOP at his feet. They were terrified about what he might say about them. He could make or break a, a, a Republican's career. I mean, this is what I mean. But well, remember, we had that chat with um who's our good friend, uh, Joe, um, I feel really bad now, well, former Tea Party guy. Um, oh,
2: Joe Walsh, yeah.
0: Joe Walsh, sorry, Joe Walsh. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Joe, if you're listening. Um, but Joe Walsh was saying that the the, the the Taliban 20, right, all these, the Republicans in Congress, the Marjorie Taylor Greens, all the lunatics in Congress, what they, what their entire sort of MO was to get on Tucker Carlson. That's it. That was, that was their... They didn't give a shit about politics or policy or the Republican Party. Their idea was to get on Tucker Carlson's show and promote their own brand, right? That's how much power this guy had. This guy had huge amounts of power. I mean, he was, like, hanging out with Marjorie Taylor Greene. It was, like, this weird, dangerous game he was playing. Like, Tucker Carlson was, like, for a bright guy to be hanging out with marjorie taylor green it seems kind of strange right but that's i think he kind of got off on it you know that's my feeling that he, he was so power hungry and power drunk that he he just wanted to see how far he could push this kind of thing you know what i mean like he wanted to see how what were the limits of 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 the of what was what it was possible to say
2: yeah yeah in, he's in, actually in doing basically. the same thing the republican party is doing which is it's the same kind of uh, exploitation. Mm-hmm. where they are seeing how much of that uh hate vote how much of the bigot vote they can gather up into their hands uh, you know just like it's almost like a uh, shopping spree where they've got like a shopping cart and they're gathering up <laughs> white supremacist voters and, because they know that um without that demographic they can't win they've boxed themselves into a corner so Likewise, Tucker Carlson knows that there's, uh, you know, much like the original business model of Fox News, there's this demographic available to him that will help him uh, boost his numbers. And so he's going to go for it. I mean, he came up just short of basically shouting the N word every day.
0: Yeah. And
2: uh, and I'm sure that would have been just around the corner given the long enough timeline.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Justin, you're always talking about this that there's <laughs> some amount of time before they start saying it out loud. But, yeah, I mean, no, no.
1: They, they, the the thing the thing that makes me happy that this happened now, like it took time for Tucker Carlson to be a kingmaker, right? He didn't yeah. just pop up on Fox and immediately seize control of the Republican Party. It took time. It, I don't know how long. I, you know, I don't pay that close attention to Fox News, but it was more than a few months. It was more than a year before he became the Tucker Carlson that we all were aware of as, oh my God, this guy has way too much power. Whoever, it's going to take some time for them to find the proper replacement. And it's going to take at least a year for that person to settle in. And, you know, assuming they find another Tucker Carlson, it's going to be too late for them to be a kingmaker for the 2024 election. Mm -hmm. And I am way fine with that. That is great. Because that's just less influence Fox is going to have on next year's election. Yeah, they lost I mean, a huge megaphone for next year.
0: Right, right, right. I mean, we're going to go into this more in the members only in the in the emergency meeting podcast uh, about what this means. But yeah, this is this is it's a seismic shift and a big hole in the mer- in the the whole kind of GOP Fox News uh, machine. Um, but look, there there was, there was a report. This is uh, our old uh, banter contributor Mike Luciano. Uh, who now writes for Mediate? He, he, this was he, this was published I think yesterday. Um, I wanted to read an excerpt from this. So this is Fox reportedly made startling discovery about Tucker Carlson's private messages day before Dominion trial. And he writes Fox executives and the Fox board of directors made a quote startling disco- discovery one day before Dominion voting systems defamation trial against the company was to begin, according to a report. Published by the New York Times on Wednesday, private messages sent by Tucker Carlson were worse than anything that had been previously disclosed in an unsealed filings by Dominion. Quote, private messages sent by Carlson that had been redacted in legal filings showed him making highly offensive and crude remarks that went beyond the inflammatory, often racist comments of his primetime show and anything disclosed in the lead up to the trial, the Times stated. The article did not specify what the messages said. Um, The reporting came a day after the Wall Street Journal, which, like Fox, is part of Rupert Murdoch's media empire, said Carlson was unhappy when he found out a message he sent calling a Fox News executive the C-word would be redacted in the filing. Quote, he told his colleagues that he wanted the world to know what he had said about the executive in a private message, the people said.
1: Yeah, that's someone who thinks they're untouchable.
0: Right, right, right. This is the picture that seems to be emerging um, now. It's it's of a guy that he, he... had absolutely no fear of anybody he thought he could say what he wanted call women the c word he could uh he could insult executives um and And, and and i think
2: the most important thing about that is he was okay with it getting out he was okay with it being unredacted even though they they redacted it of course but he was okay to have that stuff not redacted which says a lot about tucker's personality yeah he, he he he's um
0: You know he's putting his balls on the table, as they say, right? Yeah, yeah. He's showing he's showing his employees that you can't touch me because my rating. Look at my ratings. Look how much power I have over the GOP, over the MAGA base, and that's what it was always about. I've always just thought that Tucker Carlson was playing this very sophisticated game, where he uh, because he control he 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 had access to the sort of white nationalist, the real underbelly of society, the real nasty, ethno-nationalistic, fascistic um uh angry white vote right um mm. that came out in on mass for for trump and you know makes up the majority of the MAGA, maga movement because tucker carlson has direct access to these people the gop is terrified of them they're absolutely petrified and he knows that and he played it he plays on it over and over and over and over again um uh and, and you know he's a kingmaker basically so I just think he thought that extended to the workplace, that he didn't think he was working for a for-profit corporation. That I, I know how these, these things work, right? I, I, um, I'm very familiar with the media business. Um, I know I have f- family in, in the media. They've spent not in, not in the news world, but in the, um, in the, more in the entertainment uh, side of things. Um, and I, I saw a very similar scenario play out with a major star I just, I had sort of a bit of an inside scoop into this or not a scoop, but kind of insight rather. Um, We're watching a very major star behave like an absolute lunatic um, and become just way too big and way too, you know, uh, pleased with themselves and, and, you know, drunk on their own power uh, only to have the network come back and say, yeah, fuck off. You're going to behave like this. We're going to, can you, um, And then for them to come crawling back like a couple of days later uh, with a renewed sense of uh, uh,
1: humility, a little humble pie.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Renewed sense of humility and dedication to the to the to the uh, for the good of all. Right. For the good of the network. Right. Rather than themselves. I just I remember watching this thing playing out and being amazed. Uh, how quickly it was reversed when you cuz stars are, are are replaceable i have a friend of mine in, in in who who ran a media company um this is another story uh, a a popular tv show and the main star kept wanting a pay rise he wanted more and more money and uh my friend whose company it was um at some you know he was willing to negotiate a bit uh then the the the, the demands got too high and he said okay see you later and the guy was like, "Well, I'm the star of the show," and he's like, no, "No, no, the star, the the show is the star, not you." Um, and the show is still on the air, still doing well without the guy who actually, you know, was the main star, was the one of the founders of the, the the original star of the show, because nobody cares, right? You're replaceable. You're just talent. Like talent is replaceable, right? Actors and uh, constantly think this. I mean, Hollywood is replete with stories like this, right? Of of uh. Actors who get way too big for their boots and think that they, you know, they make the movie and they're bigger than the film. And, and it's just not true. They can be replaced by somebody else. You know, and that's mm-hmm. what's, what's happened to Tucker Carlson. And this yeah. must be devastating to him. Absolutely mm-hmm. devastating to him. But look, we're going to go into the to the, to the emergency meeting uh, podcast later where we're going to play his very strange audio. <laughs> we're going to describe the scene, describe mm. the weird scene, um, something like out of a Pulp Fiction movie. Um <laughs> but uh, anyway, look, let, 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 let's move on. Uh, we have the, um, there was a great tweet by uh, uh, Jeff Tiedrich. Um And if you're not following Jeff Tiedrich on Twitter or, or on Substack notes uh, or, on, or, or on his substack, you really should do. The guys are hilarious. But he tweeted out uh, on April 25th. He said, it's Tuesday. Joe Biden is on Air Force One and Donald Trump is on trial for rape. Uh, which I thought was just a perfect encapsulation of the um, upcoming presidential election. This is where we're at, guys. We have one <laughs> one president um, doing all he can to combat climate change, make sure that people have access to good uh, uh, health care and um, you know, education, etc. And you've got the other guy who's on tra- on trial for rape.
1: So sad. Very, very sad. It hey- breaks my heart. Have you, have you
0: followed the, the the trial at all?
1: I cannot say that I have. I mean, I know, like, a little bit here and there, I know they tried to grill the shit out of uh egene Carroll, and she was just like, yeah, go ahead, whatever. She's been living with this for decades at this point. It's, I'm pretty sure they're not going to shake her and get her all upset and nervous about it. But, you know, they gave it the old college try. Um, yeah. I am looking forward to Trump getting up on the stand and uh, getting grilled because I'm he hasn't gone up yet, right?
0: No, he hasn't gone up yet. Yeah, I'm pretty
1: and... sure that's not going to go well.
0: Right, 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 right. And it's—I I guess it's another one of these court cases where it's hard to keep track of like how many cases he's involved in, and which one is he testifying in, and is this one for which rape is this that he's—he's he's on trial? <laughs> for.
2: Yeah, yeah. Which rape? Because yeah, you might get them all confused somehow. That's yeah. an incredible thing. In fact, one of the quotes that came out of yesterday's proceedings was uh, to me. Something that's going to be the header at the top of history book chapters in the future, I'm here because Donald Trump raped me was what uh e. Jean Carroll said on the stand yesterday that's going to be the title of a fucking chapter in a uh history book for sure
0: yeah, um, yeah ab- ab- absolutely and i mean and, look, and this is one of tw- i think it was it nineteen women who have credible um accusations of sexual assault and rape i mean mm-hmm. like I don't know why this is controversial at all right I'm not uh, look you know he, he has a court case the jury will decide uh I'm not saying Trump is a rapist I'm saying that he probably is a rapist um that would be my uh my legal uh, definition right because he's not been found guilty in any court yet and I accept that right but you've got to look at the there are there are very credible accusations against Trump I mean for god's sake his ex-wife said that he raped her and then yeah. took it back Right. You know what I mean? That's the thing about
2: all of these Trump crimes, uh, whether it's the rapes or the trying to uh, overturn the election or, you know, go down the list. um, They're all well within uh, the kind of person Donald Trump has presented himself to be. It's not a stretch to imagine (laughs) Donald Trump committing these crimes. And so in that regard, uh, his... I wouldn't want to be Taco Penis. I wouldn't want to be that guy to have to defend all of this because he, Trump goes in all these trials with people knowing exactly what he's all about. I mean, he just he's, you know, as they, as they say in Forrest Gump, he's as crooked as a question mark. He absolutely is. And so and, and you just see that coming from a mile away. Just as soon as he opens his mouth, you go, OK, that's got that guy's into some shit. So look what what are the optics
0: on this right i mean uh, for, for, uh, you know let's say the outcome it, it, it's i don't know what the chances are of a successful prosecution I, I have no idea um but regardless of that this can't be this is not a good look right for the gop this really is not a good look to have your main guy on trial for rape leading up to a to an election right i mean i know he can get to cry this is a witch hunt and they're out to get me in the deep state and this that on the other
1: yeah, but that's um, only going to sell inside the right-wing media bubble. That's not going to sell outside of the th- – This is this is exactly why Trump tried to get Ukraine to fabricate – I mean I wrote about this – what was it, last week, the week before? Jesus, I'm losing track. This is why he tried to get that fake um, case in, in Ukraine against Joe Biden in 2020. He wanted a fake investigation – Because he knew it didn't matter what happened with the investigation as long as there was the perception that Joe Biden was under investigation. This is worse. He's not just being investigated. He's actually on trial. Right. It's an actual trial where he's being held accountable for rape. If he's found guilty, now, mind you, he's not being charged with rape like he's not going to go to jail if he's found guilty. This is a civil case. Right. So. But if he's found guilty in a civil court for rape, he's going to be known legally as a rapist. Now, outside the right-wing media, inside the right-wing media bubble, they're all just going to be like, "Bah!" But outside of that bubble, all people are going to know is, yeah, Donald Trump got taken to court by a woman for rape. And the jury found, yeah, he raped her. That's all they're going to hear. And they're not going to consider anything else as, uh, yeah, a jury said, "Yes, you raped this woman." And is just that, because, sorry, go ahead.
2: I was just going to say, is if that ends up being the verdict, uh, does he have to register as a sex offender? Given that this is a civil case, what, what's well, I don't the? No, it's a civil case. I it. don't
1: think so. Okay, I, I would have to check, but I, I, I can't imagine unlikely. it would.
0: It's, it's, it's unlikely if it's a civil case. Yeah, there's. Okay. All right. Um, but I mean, it's going to hurt financially, right? I mean, how much is that going to? They're going to ping him for. I uh, mean, I um, don't know.
2: I mean, it,
1: it, it could just be a dollar. It would be she could just win a dollar, and it would still be devastating for him politically, and so yeah. and every other way. So you know, this is this is going to be this is going to crush him politically if he's um if he's not found um not not um, guilty
0: and he's in new york right and new <laughs> this new york is not a friendly city to donald trump i mean it it really isn't so i think that i mean it's kind of a shame that like i i sort of feel a bit weird talking about this case in in, in these terms in terms of the optics and the politics of it all right because obviously this poor woman has has you know most likely actually been sexually assaulted by by this 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 absolute monster um And it's terrible. It's tragic. There's, you know, the number of people that Trump has um, assaulted or, you know, abused or the list goes on and on and on. I mean, remember the New York Times did that big expose of of all the women who accused Trump of sexual assault. This was back in, I think it was 2016. Um, And they're credible. They're all, I read every single one of them and they're all credible. They're all like, these aren't just money grabbing people uh, out there to make a buck. Some of them didn't really want to come forward, right? And they did it because they thought that because this guy's running for president that the public should know. Um, and and I think, I feel like, you know, they should be listened to. Uh, and it, it was really a sign of this, you know, just how sort of indifferent the public is to this kind of thing, right? Um, like they all, I would say every single account that I read, it kind of stood up, right? I, I mean, it would be remiss of us not to talk about the, the one allegation made against Joe Biden, which was the Tara Reid, um, the Tara Reid allegation, which, you know, look, I, I, ha- I, ha- I have to say we looked into that. We did a big um, piece on that. And and that turned out to be pr- probably not true at all. Um, that, that was strange. That was a very strange uh, accusation of a woman who changed the story multiple times. Um, and it's not, I got a you know a, a long-standing uh, bromance with uh, with Vladimir Putin. Apparently now I can't remember. I read some, somewhere recently that she's that she's uh, uh, doing a lot of uh, pro Putin uh, propaganda as well. well.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things. Like the people, like the women who accused Trump did not go on to be hardcore, you know, um, Democrat um, activists because of it. Tara Reid is now like this weird alt right alt left activist, right? It's like, um, that's not usually the career course one takes after a rape accusation.
0: Right, 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 right. But I mean, look, and, and you've got Biden, you know, the guy's got a, a, about as squeaky clean a record as you could possibly get in politics. The guy's been in politics for 50 something years, right? But look, even, even, even then, even, even then, right? You should all. I think you really have to take these things seriously, right? Like the Torah Reed thing should have been taken seriously, and it was taken seriously, and it was found out to not actually be very serious. Um, but it's like you know, Eugene uh, Carroll, right? This it's serious, right? This, we should pay attention to this. This is like this is a big deal. Um, you've got a guy running for president again uh, on trial for rape. Like that's not good. That's that's absolutely terrible. Um and I think people who dismiss it should be uh should be ashamed of themselves right like this is you know it, the story seems to me to be fairly legitimate, and I don't really know um <clears throat> you know given given all of the other stuff given the, given all of the other accusations, it would seem to be in keeping with his personality
1: well it's important but, to remember that once upon a time. Optics was the most important thing in the world. Like any candidate who had bad optics was the, um, <clears throat> Hillary Clinton. They were told, oh, man, the optics are terrible. She should step down. You don't mm. hear those people saying that anymore. Right. Because, I mean, it doesn't get any worse for this for optics. But that particular standard, that seems to have been put to bed and laid to rest and put away. We don't worry about optics now. That's not important. So apparently, that only counts when it's Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden. We only care about that. Optics don't matter in other circumstances, which is a great double standard to have.
0: Right. I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. Right. Well, listen, guys, moving on. There was some news uh, this this week that Montana Republicans have barred transgender lawmaker from the statehouse floor. Uh, I I don't want to mess up the pronunciation of this lady's name. Zoe Zephyr will be able to vote remotely, however... The decision has drawn protests that brought the legislature to a halt. This is Montana. This is in the Guardian. Montana Republicans have barred the transgender lawmaker Zuri Zephyr from the state house floor for the rest of the session after she told colleagues they would have blood on your hands if they voted to ban gender referring medical care for trans children. There's a whole thing um, going on in Montana right now about you know the, the, this about tran- the transgender issue, right? And one of the, the most terrifying things to me is the spectacle of Republicans who have trans kids voting um, to kind of screw their children over. Yeah. Right. This was Montana's governor. Non. This is in the New York Times. Montana governor's non-binary son calls on him to reject transgender bills. The governor's son, David Gianforte, told the Montana Free Press that he had asked his father not to sign immoral bills pertaining to the LGBTQ community. The article goes on as debates over transgender issues embroil Montana's legislature. The governor has faced lobbying from someone else close to him, his son, who identifies as non-binary and has pleaded with his father to reject what he calls immoral, unjust bills backed by Republicans. In an interview with the Montana Free Press, published Wednesday, David Gianforte, or Gianforte, I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Apologies there. Um, who uses he, they pronouns, said he has sat down with his father, Governor Greg Gianfort, a Republican last month with a prepared statement in hand to read out aloud. Uh, He told the Montana Free Press a nonprofit news outlet that he had written down why he believed the bills that were gaining traction in the state Senate and House would be harmful to the LGBTQ community to which he belongs. Um, so he argued that the bills, which would restrict transition care, define sex as binary, and ban minors from attending drag shows, were a violation of human rights. Um, so, th- there's Justin. You sent me just before we we, we came on uh, we came on the air, so to speak, uh, a clip of another Montana. Um, uh, this is Representative Kerry Seekins, it's Kerry Seekins Crow. Right. Um, yeah. And this is what she had to say about the bill. Um, I'm going to play this clip because it's kind of interesting. She's drive. one
1: of the sponsors for the bill.
0: Yeah. She, she's the main sponsor, isn't she? She was the originator of the. I don't know whether she has a trans child, but I want you to listen to this.
3: Big issues that we have heard today and we've talked about lately is that that without surgery, the risk of suicide goes way up. Well, I am one of those parents who lived with a daughter who was suicidal for three years. Someone once asked me, wouldn't I just do anything to help save her? And I really had to think. And the answer was no. Monstrous. I was not going to give in to her emotional manipulation because she was incapable of making those decisions and I had to make those decisions for her. I was not going to let her tear apart my family and I was not going to let her tear apart me because I had to be strong for her. I had to have a vision for her life when she had none, was incapable of having none.
0: Okay. Mm. So, right. I
1: promise you, I promise you, if her daughter had gotten pregnant, she would have said, oh, but she's capable of grow, uh, raising a child. Yep. At, at Whatever age she, she could have been. 12 years old, she was like, nope, she's capable of raising a child. She's mature enough for that. But she's incapable of making this decision.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, I mean, the look. The disgusting like, hypocrisy of it. Right, 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 right. And I just feel like some this stuff is, is so grotesque, right? That they're not listening to you're not listening to your own children, right? Like the governor, like he's not listening to his own son. They're passing this stuff knowing that the issue is way more complicated than they're letting on, than they're letting on. So, this Bob, your piece this week was about the lies or the misinformation that Republicans are, are spreading or, or they're not letting you know the actual facts, right? Yeah. That this is a way more complicated thing about you know transgender athletes about you know um hormone levels uh number of like transgender athletes for example um it's like that whole bathroom bill right like how many um transgender women are um committing rape in bathrooms and i i forget what yeah, the number yeah. is but i'm sure it's
2: like none yeah zero that's the actual zero. number yeah yeah,
0: right, yeah. Right, right 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 but they're claiming it's a sort of a big it's an epidemic of, trans, of transness or whatever it is,
2: right? Well, uh, they
1: feel that it's a lot of people. So if they feel that it's a lot, then it's clearly a lot. Yeah. Because they feel that it's happening.
2: That's right. Their religious faith leads them to think that there are just thousands of trans people going into girls' bathrooms and beating people up or perving out or committing rape, things like that, even though it's completely untrue. There's nothing. Nothing is happening along those lines. Republicans are really good at coming up with solutions to problems that don't exist. Voter ID, for example. Um, Yeah,
1: I think I read somewhere that there are now more bills blocking trans girls from competing in sports than trans girls competing in sports.
2: Exactly. Yeah, like in Kansas, they banned uh, trans girls from competing with cis girls in school sports. And there are exactly four Trans students in all of Kansas. I mean, we're talking about population 2.9 million people. Four. Talking about four. Imagine being those four kids, and your state legislature has just targeted those specific four kids with a statewide law. It's monstrous. My God, the damage being inflicted here. And let's call it what it is when it comes to these Republicans. This is Republican virtue signaling. Mm. And what they intend to do, which, by the way, is not going to survive ultimately in the courts, but what they intend to do is to just uh, much like what Tucker Carlson does with his show or did with his show before he got fired. Ha ha. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Just confirming the bigotry of, in this case, voters, confirming the bigotry in Tucker Tucker's case of his viewers. And that's exactly what uh, this is. This is. And, And they're setting up. Uh, gender affirming care and trans girls in sports to be sort of the 2024 critical race theory. This is going to be the thing that's going to scare all the bigots into voting for Republicans because they're so confused about, oh my God, what is this? You mean, I, I'm not even going to go into the tropes because I don't want to offend anybody, but suffice to say they're bad. Um, And then when it comes to this myth, just so we all are aware of this so that we can all take this around with us to social media and to the the water cooler at work and with our friends and family to dispel all of these ridiculous myths about trans athletes in sports. Um, the thing, one of the things I, I go to first is when I was playing youth sports, not only was I significantly taller and bigger than many of the other kids, but there were also kids later on, once you get into the 12, 13, 14 year old age group, there were boys who had already gone through puberty playing against boys who hadn't gone through puberty. So therefore Por- that portion, the post-pubescent portion of the boys playing in those sports, had significant advantages over the pre-pubescent boys. They had more muscle mass. They had longer arms. They were taller. They were more developed. They had more stamina. They had more physical strength. Just about every, th- every advantage that you can have physically over pre-pubescent boys, plus a much, signif- a much more significant testosterone level, just at the basic chemistry of the, their basic body chemistry of those players. But no one's talking about banning post-pubescent boys from playing in sports with pre-pubescent boys. No one's banning post-pubescent boys from participating in in school gym activities, PE activities with uh, pre-pubescent boys. It's not even discussed. One of the reasons is that this is a serious, like, patriarchal idea. That men have to protect these innocent young girls from having to compete against these nine-foot-tall, Andre the Giant-sized, hulked-out, gamma-ray-infested players. That's the myth (laughs) that they're perpetuating, right? And, oh, we, we have to protect these delicate girls, these girls who can't protect themselves and who can't rise to the occasion, even though when it comes to, I was talking about prepubescent, postpubescent boys, the same applies for girls. Plus, you have girls who have exceptional body size and stature who have advantages over uh, other girls. I mean, my girlfriend, Kimberly, is six feet tall with broad shoulders. And she was six feet tall when she was 16 years old, 15, 16 years old. So imagine if she had been playing field hockey or basketball with girls who were five foot one. She would have a significant advantage over those girls, wouldn't she? Plus the ability because she's big boned. She had the ability to uh, if she wanted to, she could have put on a quite a bit of muscle mass. And there are lots of exceptions like this, certainly as many, if not more exceptions than trans girls participating in girls' sports. So if we really dig into the logic of these bands it's it 's really quite ridiculous i mean with, when it comes to men 's sports, we actually celebrate athletes who are significantly bigger and stronger than the other athletes I mean, just go down through the list of of people who are just gigantic. Uh, 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 Who was that guy? Refrigerator Perry playing for the uh, Chicago Bears back in the 80s. Mm. There there are myriad guys like that who are just colossuses. They're, They're just enormous. We're never talking about, oh, my God, maybe we should have in football, maybe all the guys should generally weigh the same and be the same height. No one's talking like that. It's just the girl, the frail, delicate girls that we have to protect. So it's all there. I wrote all about it. And uh, it's certainly stirring up some trolls as well who just. Yeah, I think it was,
0: a, it, it was a really useful article, Bob, because, look, I have questions about a lot of this stuff, right? Like I, I, I come from, obviously, my, my background is in martial arts and boxing. And yeah, like yeah. Oh, whatnot. yeah. Um, and, I, and I do have ca- caveats to that. Like I I. I i'm still of the opinion that um that uh you know uh, that i think there was a transgender mma athlete that um who Fallon fox i think it was who competed as a woman um in 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 mma uh and that that to me like i when when i look at that because i've just i've you know i've boxed and kickboxed and grappled a lot um and i there is there's a difference at least in combat sports uh, it, it, at least from my perspective, it feels that way to me. And I remember watching this Fallon Fox, um, be, you know, uh, dominating in women's MMA, and <clears throat> I didn't, I didn't agree with that. Um, and I thought that that was not acceptable. Um, but I don't know. I'm always open to listening and learning and trying to find out. Like, and I, and I definitely there's a whole debate within boxing, right, about you know, uh, the, when you get caught on on um, testosterone, right, or TRT, or you get all clomiphene, there are these other uh, things that you have that give, you know, fighters an advantage over other advantages, and it's to do with hormone levels. It's not to do with their gender, it's to do with their hormone levels. Um, it's to do with their T levels. So, and I think that that's what the, the debate really is mostly about right that that seems to get lost that that, that this whole other aspect to sports right where you know what's fairer is it fairer to have um uh, a biological uh if you have a woman on clomiphene right who or or on a testosterone booster um or, or a woman who was once a man right which one is which one is kind of gives them a bigger advantage and i don't i don't think that's clear right so it's a very it, these are not clear-cut issues, and and I think that what your article, I read your article, and it was and I, you know, it's for me these things are like it's, it's very educational because it's like okay, some of my perceptions of this might not necessarily be right, um and and it's a, at least that it's a lot more, and I think that this is what you see with the like Olympic committees and things like that, they they look at this stuff with the appropriate level of seriousness, right, and and realize that it's not as it's not as simple as you know, gender as, you know, a binary gender.
2: Yeah, there's and a more- bear in mind, too, that regarding testosterone, when you get to that Olympic level, and by the way, I, I added in my piece here that the Olympics have allowed trans athletes to compete since 2004. So far, none have. It's not like there's an epidemic of, you know, trans athletes getting in there and, oh, I've got significantly higher testosterone, so I'm going to destroy these women. It's not happening. Right. And even if it were, the Olympics has strenuous PED uh, testing yeah. so they can detect just as a matter of course, this happens with cis athletes as well. They test their blood to make sure they're not doping. And if they've got significantly higher uh, testosterone levels and therefore significantly higher hematocrit, maybe these are all things that uh, will get sorted out in the uh, drug testing process, actually. So mm. you're not going to have a, uh, you know, like an, a, an Olympic sprinter, particip- a trans woman Olympic sprinter who has a testosterone level of a thousand competing against a, a, a cis uh, athlete who has a testosterone level of 30 or whatever it is. It's just it's, it's not happening. It's just not going to happen. Right. Well, look. I, besides, I, I mean, there, like I said, there, there are women who naturally have a higher testosterone level for whatever reason. Yes, and so these are once again. This whole debate is about an issue that just does not happen. I mean, it's it's statistically insignificant, it, it bordering on exactly zero. It's like the the bathroom assaults scam. Mm. It's it's just it's just not a thing, and again you have to weigh even if it were a thing you have to weigh the damage versus the the damage that would be caused by the solution versus the damage that's caused by the problem and i think the damage for the solution is far far worse we're talking about segregation we're talking about discrimination we're talking about ostracizing these athletes and uh dashing hopes and dreams and that leads us all back to bullying and suicides
0: yeah and, uh, and it, it's the outsized sort of impact or the the attention that this is getting from you know. the right-wing media that, that are what, this is what i find to be most disgusting um about this kind of thing where yeah look it's you know i feel like we could have a reasoned debate about this all, all day right it's, it's it's kind of an you know the whole thing about testosterone levels and um, etc etc that's an interesting debate to be had uh, a thoughtful one that should be had uh, by people who know what they're talking about rather than you know some bible bashing lunatic in the the, you know what I mean in the Montana government Um, but look anyway but I I highly recommend people read Bob's piece it's very informative uh, absolutely must read so please check that out the, the headline of that is debunking Republican lies about trans athletes. So please check that out. It's very good.
2: Yeah. Um, I just want to add, I once watched, uh, this is back in the eighties. I once watched Andre, the giant who, I don't know how tall is he seven foot two or something like that. Just a massive, massive guy. And I watched him in a battle Royale in which he grabbed leaping Lanny Poffo and headbutted him. And just destroyed Leaping Lanny Poffo. I, I mean, I get that <laughs> wrestling is staged and set up and everything, but the injuries are often real. And so in this case, Andre the Giant just destroyed this guy, and he retired immediately after that. The The, the guy who was destroyed, Leaping Lanny Poffo, quit wrestling. He was injured so badly. I mean, is, and this is something that thousands and thousands and thousands of men cheered. <laughs> This guy who's got a significant physical advantage over the other athletes. But we, we have to protect the women from that, though. Can't, but was he wearing the Holocaust
1: cloak at the time?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Listen,
0: let's go. We're going to move into uh, both sides segment. Both sides uh, segment of the podcast is, uh, for those of you who are new listening, Um, We do a weekly segment on uh, examples of there not being both sides in uh, American politics, where obviously uh, Republicans and Democrats are not the same, despite the alt-left and alt-right's insistence that they are. And we're going to prove it to you. We're going to prove it to you by highlighting truly appalling, grotesque behaviour by the right, which you do not see on the left. Um, Justin, who do you have for us this week?
1: All right. I've got Steven Crowder, or Steve Crowder. Um, he is a right wing douchebag. He's uh, the guy from the meme, the change my mind meme, where he's sitting at a little <laughs> fold out table at a park. Uh, people have been using that for years. I don't even remember what the original thing was anymore, but um, he's a smug little douchebag. Um, he gets banned on YouTube all the time because he's a racist. He's misogynist. Um He's been having an argument with close friend of the podcast um Candace Owens and, We love Candace. Uh, hey Candace,
0: shout out to Candace Owens.
1: Oh yeah, she's definitely she's she's one of Ben's close personal friends in real life. <laughs> um but so Crowder is have is getting a divorce from his wife um and he's been ranting about this online. He's very very upset about this divorce because the thing that he's angriest the most about is that uh, I think it's in, I think they're living in Maryland. Maryland law allows his wife to initiate the divorce without his permission. And he's been very, very upset about that. Um, now, this won't come as a huge surprise uh, because, well, he's a hardcore misogynist and his wife leaked some video from their home ring camera from their backyard. And during in this video, uh, are you going to be able to play some uh, put some of the video um, audio in later? The audio
0: is not great, but I can put some in.
1: Okay, all right, so... I'll put it in. All right, um, you put that in because you really have to hear it to believe it. Um, I'm just going to read a little bit of the dialogue in there. Um, just for at one point, she he they only have one car. Now, is worth millions of dollars. He's been doing this for a while. He's very popular on the right. And someone was complaining about that. It doesn't make any sense. And then someone else pointed out, that's a, way, that's a method of manipulation and control. If you only have the one car and you have the keys, that's one way to control your wife, um, which kind of fits in with his overall, the way he's been talking to her. Now, he refuses to let her. She's like eight months pregnant at this point, nine months pregnant. It's very obvious that she's pregnant this video. He refuses to let her use the car because she refuses to do wifely things which right there is just a thing. Um, This is from the Forbes article. Um, He demands she wears gloves to give his dog medicines that she was concerned was toxic to pregnant women. So instead of him doing it, right, he's making her do it, even though this stuff is toxic and, you know, it puts babies at risk. But, you know, he she should do it because he can't be bothered. He complains about how his life is so regimented and she has more free time. So, you know, why can't she take care of stuff around the house? He actually complains about this poor baby. Meanwhile, he's just sitting there just all relaxed in his backyard with its nice pool. And she's like nine months pregnant. She's like quite swollen at this point with twins. And his his lazy ass couldn't get up. Um, The only way out of this, this argument is discipline and respect. And then she finally says to him, it's like, I love you, but your abuse is sick. And he says, watch it. Fucking watch it. Just his tone of voice. You really have to hear the, the, the audio. And this, this level of misogyny is, I mean, there's a lot of sexism on the left. But this, and I'm sure you'll find misogyny. But, I mean, it's just this hatred of women. just It's just this common thread that runs throughout the entire right wing. It's just endemic to the entire right. It's their meat and potatoes is how much they hate women. Mm. So, I mean, just finding out that he's that kind of douchebag, not even slightly surprising. And you just don't find that kind of thing very often on the, on the left. But you really do have to hear that video um, audio. It's
0: amazing. So, my pick this week, uh, another delightful example of uh, Republican civility and decency is uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, Nikki Haley this week, this is apparently, this is one of uh presidential candidates. She's running in 2024, right? I believe she is. Yep. Uh, headline, here we go. Nikki Haley, Biden is likely to die within five years. Uh, Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley said Wednesday that President Joe Biden, 80, is likely to die within five years and that his supporters would have to count on Vice President Kamala Harris if he were to win re-election next year. Quote, he announced that he's running again in 2024, and I think that we can all be very clear and say with a matter of fact that if you vote for Joe Biden, you're really counting on a President Harris because the idea that he would make it until 86 years old is not something that I think is likely. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. Uh, how delightful, right? I mean, first of all, there's the whole sort of... what What, what she wants to do here is to set herself up against Kamala Harris. She doesn't want to run against Biden. She wants to run against Kamala Harris because she views Kamala Harris as, a, as an easier target. Um, so that's that seems to be her electoral strategy Um, because she knows that Republicans hate black women more than they hate anybody else in the right, world.
1: Right, and it's the implied racism. It's like, you're not voting for the white guy. You're yeah, voting for this, the black this, woman.
0: Yeah, this, this, is, this is the kind of bullshit the Republicans, these are the kind of games that they play. Um, You, you just keep mentioning Kamala Harris's name over and over and over and over again in the hopes that uh, uh, somebody cottons onto this, right? That, oh, black woman, yeah, no, 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 we can't do that. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, also, like, have some decorum, have some decency, right? You don't start saying, oh, he, this guy's going to die in a couple of years. Anyway, that's the President of the United States, thank you very much, uh, and who's also a decent man, um, a, a decent man who, by all, you know, he looks to be in very good sh- in shape, very healthy as well. But also, just shut the fuck up, like how dare you um say that it's it's really uh i don't know, but that that's kind of standard now in g o p politics. You just say this kind of stuff. You just talk about Biden dribbling into his soup and you know he's a doddering old man and et cetera et cetera et cetera, uh and he's going to die soon anyway. like this is just standard discourse now on the right so oh, there, yeah. there, that, that that's uh that's my example of uh, of republican cruelty this week. Um, Bob, your pick.
2: All right. I'm going with, uh, Ted Cruz and Maria Bartiromo. Uh, and in fact, Abby Grossberg was in on this phone call as well, but MS or I guess it was MSNBC, uh, attained exclusive audio of this phone call between Ted Cruz, Maria Bartiromo and Abby Grossberg, in which Ted Cruz lays out this entire plan to overturn the 2020 election first by making sure that there are enough objections in Congress to the counting of the electoral votes, the whole January 6th thing. And then what he wanted to do was form some form of electoral commission to seal the deal, to snuff out the results of the 2020 election. He was ready to do this. And I'm I'm trying to figure out the constitutional uh, predicate uh, for that sort of thing. Like, is there even a mechanism for one senator to form a commission, an electoral commission, to overturn an election. Usually it gets thrown, stalemates like that get thrown to the House of Representatives. So I don't know exactly what Ted Cruz was talking about. But regardless, he was obviously in on, as was Maria Bartiromo, the plan to to stage this coup in the name of Donald Trump. One of the things that astonishes me most about this is that Ted Cruz was willing to go to the mat and possibly even open himself to Uh, Legal exposure with Jack Smith in order to rescue the presidency of a man who relentlessly attacked Ted Cruz's wife and family while they were running against each other. So the ability of Ted Cruz, this unforgivable jellyfish, to... Completely uh, prostrate himself at the feet of Donald Trump. Oh, forgive me, jellyfish. Can we? Off. And
0: we need to digitally frame that one, Bob. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Keep mean yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, but I mean, it's true. I can't believe Ted Cruz is slimy enough to just be able to ignore all of that shit and say, "Yeah, well, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to make Donald Trump president for four more years, and uh, and and risk maybe even going to jail in the process." It's an amazing thing for a guy who was just so thoroughly owned by Donald Trump just a few years earlier. It's an amazing thing. Well, so, if you haven't fash. heard the audio yet, I, I strongly urge you to listen to this audio. Uh, once again, something that the Democrats just do not do. There was never a conspiracy about this. Now, certainly, when you go back to two thousand, with and and obviously close as hell election that came down to 500 something votes in florida where al gore had won the popular vote yes there were a few members of the house of representatives who objected to the counting of the votes but of course al gore who was the loser in that election uh, at least electorally uh denied them the ability to do that (laughs) on countless you can watch the video of the proceedings in fact I think um Michael Moore included those clips at the beginning of Fahrenheit 911. I think that was part of that the watching that uh proceeding on C-span that video. So uh, compare that to how the Republicans reacted to 2020 when there was no chance Donald Trump won in any way shape or form. There was just no evidence for any of it. Yet these Republicans are sticking their necks out. Why well, because they they realized we don't have anything, so we've got to use other mechanisms to pretend as though there were some things. So, uh, yeah, and, and by the way, just to put a end cap on this portion of the conversation, be super careful. You're talking about uh, Joe Biden's age and all that shit. I put out a video uh, today. We're recording this on Friday about ad- addressing that issue head on about Joe Biden's age. And ultimately, it comes down to uh, there are many factors here that say, you know, Screw that. Don't even worry about Joe Biden's age, because he's got this. He's got this handled. Uh, His record shows it. But really, when you boil it all down in the context of the 2024 election, it's a binary choice. All of our elections are a binary choice. It's one or the other. You have two options. As much as you may want a third party candidate, as much as you may want a multi-party system, the system right now is a a two-party system. It's either Joe Biden gets reelected or Donald Trump gets elected and never leaves office 2020. And what happened on January 6th, et cetera, was just the preface. It was, it's just the prologue to what Donald Trump is going to do next, which is going to be far, far worse. So we need to operate accordingly between now and November of 2024.
0: Um, well said, sir. Very well said. Um, but guys,
2: Oh god, that scares the shit. I just shit my pants again. (laughs) God damn it. That that
0: is the sound of the emergency meeting. What a harrowing noise that is. (laughs) It's terrible, right? But we are, it is time for the emergency meeting. Uh, we are going to head into the emergency meeting where we're going to play you uh, a very weird clip from Tucker Carlson um we're going to analyze Tucker Carlson's public statement to the world what does this mean where was he shooting this from um what can we infer from the video like more importantly like there there is there's it's a very cryptic uh cryptic video cryptic audio um so i i'd like for our readers to weigh in on this too like we we need to hear your opinion on on what will this means so i've got some theories i have a couple of theories uh but stay so come join us in the uh in the emergency meeting uh, you can get 50 percent off a bantam membership uh, join us right there and uh you'll get access to the emergency meeting podcast every week and all of our members only content and you'll be able to take part in bantam member chat threads and so on and you'll be part of the team So uh, we thank you all very much for listening. And uh, to all our glorious Bantam members, we are going to be heading into the emergency meeting right now.